Hello and welcome to That Film Shoot. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at You Should Have Left. Written and directed by David Kep, You Should Have Left is the psychological horror film based on the 2017 book of the same name by Daniel Kelman. You Should Have Left is available on VOD in certain territories, so if you haven't watched the film yet but you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. You Should Have Left was originally scheduled to be a theatrical release by Universal Pictures, but due to the COVID-19 pandemic, was sent straight to home release. Jason, you have the plot. A middle-aged man, played by Kevin Bacon, um, his successful actress wife, played by Amanda Seyfried, and their youngest daughter, played by Avery Essex, book a haunted vacation home in Wales that begins to wear down their sanity. What a turnaround, or just a hot, well, I say turnaround, like, I heard of this movie, trailer, release date. It seemed to come out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely, and uh, Bloomhouse Productions is, you know, involved in some capacity. Um, I don't even know what they do anymore. If half of them are just like, yeah, we actually did stuff, or we're just putting our name on it. I honestly don't know, because they're all such... Different movies. They are, but they, I mean, they finance them, don't they? I mean, yeah. You know, they're known to fund, like, okay, so when we're talking budget, like, more often than not, I think the middle of the road or standard budget for a Blumhouse production is five million. And maybe that was when they first set off. Like, there's other bigger movies, like Invisible Man, like that had a bigger budget, but more often than not. Seven million? <laughs> yes, yeah, so a little bit more. But more often but he, not, I know you mean, they, like, uh, yeah. Fantasy Island and stuff like that, obviously, a little bit bigger. <laughs> so they will make something for less or, you know, the, there's a certain quality. I mean, they are hit and miss. They are. I mean, there is many Blumhouse production movies that people wouldn't know about because maybe for different reasons to this film, don't quite make it to the big screen. Like you'll see them pop up on Netflix. You're like, what is this shit? You know, I watched <laughs> and, and, you know, we'll, we'll get back to the movie in a second. But I watched Amityville Awakenings or Awakening, you know, the latest Amityville film. Yeah, pretty bad. Pretty bad. That was Blumhouse, wasn't it? I, I be- made sure it was Blumhouse. Bad. But anyway, this movie definitely is Blumhouse. But they've taken that thing similar to Invisible Man. Let's have a fairly limited cast, more so in this film, and mm. have a nice house. Remember that nice house <laughs> that Invisible Man <laughs> opened on? Yeah. And that's pretty much this movie, only that was like sci-fi. This is a genuine horror movie. There's stuff going on here. Yeah, you, you love a good um, haunted house kind of movie. Is this in line, though, with what... I mean, it's, it's not really ghosts. It's something different. But it could be. Like, it could be... Okay, let me tell you this. Like, we don't I, know. That's what's fun. That's what's fun. I don't, I'm five that's minutes... Mysteries. I'm five <laughs> minutes into this movie my stomach is in a knot and my feeling is i don't like this i want it to stop and it's because oh, it, we have a young girl yeah with that guy in the room with the heavy yeah. boots and you're like oh this is this is awful but i'm watching and thinking oh but we're not even at the bloody place yet we're not at the, the place and i did yeah. watch a trailer for That's this because <laughs> the release date was so soon after the trailer that I thought, I'm, not, I'm going to go in cold. I don't want to know nothing more than that really badly designed poster 
That's the only reference point I want. That is a bad poster. It's so bad. Um, especially Amanda Seyfried, the way she her head is anyway, it looks weird. Oh yeah, like it's, I hate posters with heads. It's, <laughs> that's not a good one. Not I mean, good bacon heads. looks okay in it. No, not good heads. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I knew very little. So we started this young girl terrified in a room. It's almost like this guy takes a voice, but then it's a nightmare that Kevin Bacon's character awakes from. But then the majority of the movie, we're in, we're in Wales, in the house. And there's a, there's a mystery. Was it scary though for you? Like, I, I didn't find it like terrifying, but it was unnerving and a little bit like, you I know, found it was a bit scary. A bit odd and weird and no. Oh. Being a parent, having two daughters, so already I'm going to find it scary. And it's not so much what the movie's doing. It's like, it's that real life implications. Like if this was to happen, it would just be awful. So when I'm watching a film, anything with kids coming to harm and yeah, so it did get me in that regard. So it wasn't like A Nightmare on Elm Street, um, Friday the 13th, or are they good examples of scary movies? But I'm trying to say it's not like your standard this is a scary film, but things that were happening to the kid was freaking uncomfortable. I mean, I, I felt, I felt really uncomfortable a lot of the times. It's similar to like, there's that sort of, there's that movie about the tall grass on Netflix based on that Stephen King book or telenovela or whatever they call they call them, um, where it's like, there are these people and they're sort of just trapped in this thing and you just want them to get out of there and you're just like, do it. Or there's that movie with Jesse Eisenberg that, Vivarium, I think it was called, where there's they're again trapped in a house as well, and they can't leave the neighbourhood that they're in, and it's just spooky things happening. It's just so uncomfortable, and made me really, yeah, just I didn't really enjoy that. Although I did because I wasn't enjoying it. Ah, that's how horror movies work. This is like that. Like these characters, they really should have left. They should have gone because they should. But uh, then they they do tell you why they don't leave like when it's nighttime and it's cold and they have to go back and oh, like then, they try they try <laughs> yeah well it's that thing where normally you don't see people on foot they're normally in a car or something and they'll be driving out of somewhere and then they go back in again so it's rare that you see someone experiencing that on foot but we've got mm. kevin bacon he's playing theo conroy he's the older guy and when I saw that him and Amanda Seyfried were said to be in a relationship, you think, oh, he's way too old for her. But that's okay, because that's what they're saying in the film. That's what's going on there. He is yeah. an older guy. Oh, do you know what? It happens in real life. This happens. Um, and I guess more so Amanda Seyfried is playing like an actress. Um, Susanna, I think her name is, uh, playing an actress. I guess, you know fame and all that kind of stuff he's got money i guess but they seem for the most part when we meet them they seem to be happily together uh, i'm not sure if they're actually married or, or not but obviously they have a kid they've got a kid together but the whole yeah. thing okay so where i was going somewhere there oh yeah well uh, yeah kevin bacon's character so he is he's that person like when you watch a horror movie you're right you say oh just leave get out of there and he does try but then he goes back <laughs> he does try he goes back though, he's like, we're going to, you know, we need to go back in the house. It's too cold. We're not going to be okay here. And then he leaves his kid and goes to another room. And it's sort of like, have you not, paying, have you not been paying attention to your own movie? Like, yeah. this house and, doesn't and, make and sense. And he even said, he even said, we can't separate because 
freaky yeah. shit's going on. But then we have to stay together. And then he, and then he moves. But he does it. So it is scary. <laughs> like the girl's mum, Susanna, like she does leave. Because what we're finding out in this movie, like both the mum and the dad have done wrong things. One is worse than the other. One is murder. The other is cheating. But they've both done wrong things. So it's kind of like the daughter, she gets to survive by going off with the lesser of two evils. So she goes off with the cheating parent and leaves the murdering parent back in the yeah. house. Well, I think it, I suppose it wasn't so much that the, it was like she gets to live because she's going with, you know, the better of the two. It's, it was more the case of like the house, or whatever, allowed the child to leave because Kevin Bacon's character was like, I'm accepting what I've done and I need to, I need to, you know, pay for that. Well, I get that, and I, I get the motivation. Yeah, I get the motivation yeah. of the house. But what I'm saying is what the film says. Motivation of the house. Said, yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. I get what's happening there. But it's it's saying that, yeah, she can go. But what I'm saying is that both parents have done the wrong thing. Only one yeah. is a lot worse than the other. So it's not as if we've got like oh, a definitely. good parent and a bad parent. Everybody's everybody's the worst. But with um with Kevin Bacon's, you know, obviously mistake. I mean, it, it's set up like what's wrong with him what's his deal we don't find out until i guess towards the end when you know he actually reveals that it's like yeah no i did i did kill her well he didn't actually kill her he just kind of allowed well he allowed it to his, happen, well, his previous yeah. wife we're talking about he allowed her to die so yeah there's that so sleeping pills in the bath and he was in a position where he could have easily just pulled her out of the water but he allowed her to die this mm-hmm. is not something he's admitted in the past he'd gotten away with and the whole point of the house is that people that have done wrong to others, it will punish them. And then you're right. He accepts his punishment and he stays in the house to so his daughter, who means everything to him, can survive. Now, it is interesting because there's messages that are being left. He's having a reflection that's not quite, you know, the mirror, like himself in the mirror isn't quite lining up. When he's trying to leave the house before it gets too cold and goes back, you see the silhouette of someone standing there. So when they show the big reveal that it was him in different moments in time, it was pretty good. It was it was a nice little reveal that the disturbances yeah. that he that he heard or noticed were actually him. Yeah, it's it's great. It's like you think you're just dealing with, you know, a friggy house. Yeah, things want to hurt him. Things want to separate him and the kid and whatever. And then suddenly towards the end, you know, they're thrown in like, I don't know if it's like time travel, but it was like time flashes and he's sort of jumping into different moments and which allows him to scribble a note or appear in the window and watch, you know, watch himself leave. It's all, yeah, good fun. I don't know. It was okay. It was okay. You know, originally... This movie was said to have starred Nicolas Cage before Kevin Bacon came on board. Right. And I think having Bacon in this film does bring it up a notch. It takes it to that next level. Whereas if you look at how many movies Nick Cage, and I am a Nick Cage fan, but how many movies he pumps out a year. And this <laughs> could have just been another one of them, but having Kevin I Bacon think, in I this think elevates I it. Would have ignored it on that kind of a, that basis that you're saying. If Nick Cage is just, oh, it's just another one. It's like I'll get to it at some point, but I would have just ignored it for the longest time. But yeah, something about Kevin Bacon, and I don't know. It wasn't like I thought it would be pretty distracting. Being like, you know, it's Kevin Bacon. We know him from 
particular things. And but I don't know, maybe it's his age now, and he's sort of like a fine wine, you know, just sort of uh, gone to the next level. But it's, it's something about him. I was just like, I didn't see Kevin Bacon at all. I just saw this character that was presented. I was like, he, he's a dad. He's got some other stuff going on. Like, is that? Yeah, it wasn't. Sometimes when you have an actor, it's like a bit distracting, but it worked hey. for me. It, it played it well. And again, like he does elevate this film. Now, we've said uh, David Kep, like not only did he direct this movie, he wrote this movie, but 21 years ago, he also wrote Stir of Echoes, another horror movie starring Kevin Bacon. Oh. It was interesting. They've got a bit of, uh, bit of a connection there. That's a movie I did enjoy. And he directed that one as well, did he? Or just no, he wrote that one. Like, I mean, he, oh, okay. he's... He is known. He's written a few. A he's written a few good things. Out there. Jurassic Park, Mission Impossible. I mean, it's incredible. Like you look Spider-Man. at the movies. <laughs> yeah, you look at the films. This guy has written. It's incredible. I'm not quite sure if this is his um, directorial debut, uh, but he's not directed many. Oh, very cool. Um, with this movie, though, like you know, besides like the horrors, not the, like the horrors, thrills, or the psychological stuff. Like I was pretty gripped with like the family drama that they had, you know, obviously when the kid's missing, it's like, Whoa. but it's like, you know, he's suspicious of his girlfriend, wife, whatever she is. And, you know, there's that revelation that, you know, it's just cheating. It's like, oh, you know, I was pretty gripped and it wasn't groundbreaking or anything, but it sucked me in enough to actually give a yeah. shit about the characters. It will they do spend a lot of time on character development. I mean, you could say it's like 70% drama, 30% horror. Like they do spend a lot of time just that establishing works, these characters, but it's got yeah, such think... a small cast. Like there's not many people in this movie at all. Like we've got the guy in the shop. Oh, Angus. Yeah, so gonna... <laughs> he's there, and then you know straight away it's like, oh, he knows something, and yeah, so he's he was... like the. Have you seen Zootopia? Yes. <laughs> yes. I have you seen. know the. You know the the what is it the sloth at the, the DMV? I was like, this guy is that, but right. like a Welsh corner <laughs> store guy. <laughs> going back and forth, getting the uh, I don't know. I, think, I liked them. It was funny. It was time to have laughs. They, they I don't yeah, know. but but again, like a movie that's got like you know you can almost count on one hand the amount of actors in this movie, uh, but it, but it works because it's mom, dad, daughter in a house. It's included. It's a small, yeah. It's things that I love, like you know, like small concepts. Oh no, like small, intimate production story, big concept, as opposed to the opposite, where it's just everything's going on. Did you, you know, you mentioned the creepy guy at the start of the movie with the with the daughter in the room. Did you pick up that that was Kevin Bacon playing that role? No. Did you know? No. Did I just tell you then? You've just told me. (laughs) So when, when he appeared on screen, I was like, I said to, I turned to the wife, I was like, is that Kevin Bates? She's like, no. What? And yeah, it's, he's, he's got prosthetics and stuff on. And then in Whoa. the credits. Yeah. And then, oh, you know, later when it's revealed that, you know, the guy like pulls his face off and it's, and it's Kevin Bacon. Yeah. You think like they've obviously just switched the out. No, it's actually him the whole time. Oh. Oh, no. I yeah. no longer know how I feel about this film. I need time. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I don't know, because I really like that. It, I mean, <laughs> it's not... Know. It doesn't change the movie at all, but yeah, no. I mean, it does, much. because it was him all along. Oh, that's yeah. good. <laughs> that's... <laughs> no, no, that does change. That changes quite a lot for me. I, I like that. Okay. 
But wow. again, I, like with those scenes, like at the start of the movie, like I don't know if he's actually like there or if it is some sort of manifestation of something supernatural. Well, no, it was his. He woke up from the nightmare, didn't he? That was the whole thing. Because I was confused at first. Come, oh, how come supernatural things are happening before they get to the house? And in reality, they weren't. Oh, yeah, it was a nightmare. It, it was a nightmare. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it, it does yeah. fit that he would. In his nightmare, he's manifesting this thing and he's feeling guilt. Oh, I do like that. Bloody hell, David Kep. Oh, the mood has got better. <laughs> it has. It has. Because I was going to ask you about the title because the title I do not like and more so, I can't remember the last time that I kept forgetting the correct wording of a title. Like I kept saying, like in my mind, I kept like going to look online. They should have left. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't exist. You should have left. I was having a hard time remembering the title. But I mean, I guess you look at the movie like on its on its bare bone premise, you're like, okay, yeah, they're in this house and you know, even writes the note you should have left. So it's like, oh, they, they should have left the house because the house is, you know, full of mysteries and bad things and all that. So yeah, they should have left or, you know, you should have well, left. This was the whole thing. before I'd even seen it. So when I'm like, oh, okay, so this film's coming out. Oh, I'll just, right. do, I'll read up and oh, I'll just get some more information they should have left. And no, you should have left. <laughs> but when you watch the film in context, well, yes, he's writing the note to himself. Like the title no, does no, but, make sense. But after later on when he's, you know, he, he's telling his girlfriend, partner, wife, whatever she is, that he had in fact allowed himself to let his ex-wife die, um, which in turn, you know, pretty much meant that he murdered her. He said to him, like, you know, their, their marriage wasn't... Like he knew that he shouldn't have been there. And he says, he says the line, I should have left. Ooh. More confusing. Hey, <laughs> I, you. No, but like there's we. a there's another oh, I don't know. there's another layer to the title, uh, which is. I thought yeah, was yeah. a nice touch. It wasn't the fact that they should have left that crazy house. It was, you know, the whole reason this has happened to him is that he should have left originally his marriage and mate, this movie's pretty deep. There's there's stuff there. But then, in again, turn, he wouldn't you know, have gotten to such a dark place where this... he felt the need to allow her to die, which meant that he wouldn't have had anything to repent for. We're not talking about a film from a first-time screenplay writer. <laughs> it's David The writing's Kemp. good. <laughs> David Kemp. The writing is good. And it's interesting that this is it's the first good. Blumhouse release since The Invisible Man, which was only, like, was that, what, February? I think that was when that came out. Here we are in June, the next Blumhouse movie. But okay then, let's uh, let's rate this movie. I'll let you go first. Um, yeah, I'm trying not to get too carried away with it because like, I enjoyed the movie. Like, I really liked it, but I don't want to go nuts. And I think even giving this is, is, is going nuts a bit. But you know what? I really enjoyed it. Um, like, yeah, and it all comes down to the writing. And I think if you can write a movie and then direct it, you're putting exactly on screen what you intended um so well done david kept um i'm giving it a four out of five not too high hey you're making a you... <laughs> people listening no, can't like see the, my face you can see my face no one else can <laughs> yeah you look you look a bit nah. uh no i enjoy the characters i don't know i just got really sucked in it was something very unexpected and i think that's that's the whole thing it's just not it wasn't something I could just predict. It was no paint by numbers by any means. I don't think. I don't know. I, it really worked for me. 
could mean, have done with a bit more yeah. like killing and death and blood and but the creepy stuff that they got in there was yeah. I mean, so maybe it could you, have been a bit more scarier and then it would have yeah. been perfect. <laughs> you got him bashing the guy's face and that got pretty bloody. That's yeah. When that's that was when that was going on. But you're yeah. right though. I mean, not a lot really happens. And then even you know where we leave uh, Bacon's character, he's just in the house. He's there and he's going to stay there with many other people that I guess are on different. You know, because all those pictures up there on the wall, the other people that mm. have been left. So he's one of like hundreds of people, and the house has taken different forms over the years. Um, okay, yeah. No, I'm not coming in at a four. I'm not. I. I did enjoy it for the most part. I mean, again, like the whole thing of a kid being in danger, I'm always going to have a hard time with that. Um, it's interesting for a film like this, if a studio or production company like Blumhouse, you know, VOD being so big now. I can imagine this movie is doing pretty well, people being able to stream it at home, maybe more so than it would have done at the cinemas. And, you know, we're, you know, we're still in the thick of COVID at the moment. But who knows? Like these types of movies, the, a movie of this scale, maybe VOD could be the way to go in future. The fact that it could just pop up, you know, whether it's Thursday, Friday, you know, the weekend's coming, and here you go, watch your new movie. That's it. There could be something to that. Uh, but to rate this movie, you know, it's it's well put together. Kevin Bacon definitely does elevate this film. I'm going to come in at a, a three out of five. Like it's, it's, it's not a bad film. It's not a great film. There's some interesting ideas. Again, you know, David Kep. Um, yeah, it's definitely a movie worth watching. And it actually has decent twists that work. Like the, the worst thing to do is watch something, whether it's TV or film, and I mean, twists for the sake of twists, like another recent Blumhouse movie where it just doesn't make sense. Uh, this movie does make sense. And yeah, like, you know, check it out. So yeah, three out of five. So it's, it's definitely worth, worth watching. Um, and definitely better than Fantasy Island. Oh God, that's the one I was talking about. It's different than name Of course checking. it was. Of course it's it was. It's terrible. <laughs> um, and that one looked a lot more expensive than this one. But maybe... But, but damn, those twists... Maybe, Kevin oh, Baker took all the money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, ordinarily, we would close out on a bit of trivia, and I don't have any. Like, I was looking up and not really finding much of anything, but I think if you go back and listen a second time to the podcast, maybe, there's a couple of nuggets in there, like Nick Cage was originally attached and a couple of <laughs> other things. You yeah, couldn't um, even find any Kevin Bacon trivia or something? No, or... not really, no. Cause it's, it, it wasn't... I mean, yeah, it's relevant because Kevin Bacon um, stars in this movie. But okay, I guess this is the big takeaway. Like, if you've seen the director's name written down, his surname is spelled K O E double P. Now, I didn't know until doing prep for this show that his surname is German and is pronounced Kep. So you'd spell it K E P. So there you go. Not something. Not Coep. No. So I guess that's a bit of decent trivia, isn't it? Because I've been saying it wrong for years. Informers. Yeah. Yes. Oh, for the longest time. And you obviously, you know, uh, Jurassic Park and all that, you know, like that's a, he's a big name for my history of uh, film loving. Yeah. I was saying co-op for so long. So, so there you go. So <laughs> good to know that it's kept. If you ever meet him, you won't offend him. You'll get his name right. That's, that's it. That's it. 
Well, that's it for our review of You Should Have Left. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Street Podcast. We also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstreetpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Artemis Fowl. Sounds like comics have a recent episode looking at the shadow from 1994. And Rewind and Review went back to potentially the best year in cinema, 1984, up for debate, um, as we or they talked all things Ghostbusters. I'll just say we. It was all of us. It was the two of us and Rob. And you know what? <laughs> it's not up for debate. 1984, come on. What a year. Beverly Hills Cop, Gremlins. I could just keep going, but we need to finish the show. Great year <laughs> for cinema. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. Bye.